Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Uh, wow, what a week. What a week. You guys, all throughout the week, I've been getting messages, DMs, uh, texts, everything. So on the show last week, last Thursday's episode, I mentioned how white women <laughs> change, white women change a little bit when they hear Forgot About Dre. And I heard from so many of you who shared your stories <laughs> And I loved it. Some people reached out and said they have other songs that make them, you know, go crazy. <laughs> Somebody, uh, a woman reached out to me and she said that Alana Miles song, Black Velvet, she said she completely morphs into a new human being <laughs> when she hears that song. She said she just becomes the most sexual human being of all time. And she says, I'm a mother of three. She said, but I hear black velvet. And she said, I start <laughs> withering around on the floor. And I, I asked if I could say her name. And she said, no, don't tell my name. But she said, I'm a mother of three, three young children. And she said, I turn into a different human being when I hear Black Velvet. And I get it. I do too. <laughs> they did a, a lip sync battle on RuPaul's Drag Race to Black Velvet a long time ago. And it's one of the best lip syncs they've ever done in RuPaul's Drag Race history. It's so, so good. But I, I change when I hear that song too. And speaking of, of mothers, mothers of three, <laughs> I, I recently rewatched Aaron Brockovich and... First of all, it holds up. It's so good. But rewatching it again, I saw it from a new perspective. And I used to see it from like this view of, wow, this woman's so badass. Look at what she did taking down PG&E and all the, the law stuff. But now rewatching it, I see that she was also a single mother at the time with no child support, no help from a father. And it just it moved me in a different way. So I, w- I would encourage everyone to rewatch it. And I'm just so endlessly impressed by mothers. And I know we have a lot of mothers that listen to the show. And when I watched it, I was just like, oh, my God. Shout out to all the mothers out there who are doing it because it's the hardest job in the world. And you know, those of you that work, or even if you don't work, I know how hard it can be. I have two older brothers, and they're both married with kids. And the moms, the wives, my sister, my two sister in laws, the things that they do, it's just it's amazing. And I'm shout out to all the moms out there. And that's neither here nor there, but I had, to, I had to shout it out. I also have to mention that my West Elm headboard. I told you on last Thursday's show that it was going to be delivered, and it was never delivered. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Whoops! Not here. Not here. I was told that it would be coming. They called me. They were supposed to uh, have it to me the next day after. So I was supposed to have it last Friday. And they called me and they were like, whoops, we don't have it. And they said maybe maybe September, maybe end of August. Like no one really knows. It's at this point everyone's just guessing. And I, I've almost I've lost it all. I've lost the will to even get this headboard at this point. But I've also lost the will to get my money back. Either way, I, I just sort of don't even care anymore. I'm past the point of caring. I have gotten so worked up about this headboard. I spent lots of money in my money. It was a lot of money. It was a lot of money for me. And I don't think that I'm ever getting it. 
I don't. And I don't have the, I don't have the patience to call them back. I don't, I can't sit on another line. I can't be put on hold. So uh, that's never happening. So we have, a, I have a few pop culture news stories I want to get to before we recap Roni. We're going to recap Roni, and I'm super excited about that. Um, it was our finale episode. Oh, so good. You say you support women, obviously you don't. Well, well. But there's a few pop culture things I want to talk about. One of the things I want to talk about is Jennifer Love Hewitt. I don't know if you guys saw this. It was in the news. <laughs> We're hitting all the big stories this week. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt takes take selfies in her refrigerator. So I saw this piece, (laughs) I saw this BuzzFeed piece where uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, you know, of course I follow her on Instagram and on Instagram she likes to take lots of selfies in her refrigerator. So she'll go into her, she'll open the refrigerator door and she'll put the phone in her refrigerator and she'll take her selfies that way. And so when she does Instagram videos or sometimes when she does live videos or things like that, she'll do it from the inside of her refrigerator. And I just found this so compelling. (laughs) I found this hard-hitting piece of journalism so compelling. And you know what? It's a great idea because I'm always looking for my key light. Mariah Carey taught me to always look for that key light. And I never thought to go in my refrigerator. I never thought that. And truly, it's a next-level idea. So I just want to shout out to Jennifer Love Hewitt. Friend of the show. She's not really, but um, <laughs> I'm dying to do a Heartbreakers pop dive. So we've been doing these pop dives on, we've been doing a lot of movies. We have some other musician stuff coming up and some TV shows, but I'm dying to get to Heartbreakers. So I hope to someday we're going to, because I love that movie. Oh, I also want to shout out Crazy Rich Asians. So I saw this movie. It comes out, it just came out. It came out yesterday, Wednesday. And it's so, so good. So if you've been listening to the pop dives and you like all the the rom-coms, like we've been we've been doing some rom-coms and I am obsessed with rom-coms. I mean, You've Got Mail is my all-time favorite movie. I love it, love it, love it so much. But I also love all, I love all of those movies. I love Sleepless in Seattle. I love When Harry Met Sally. I love My Best Friend's Wedding. I love a rom-com. And this movie, Crazy Rich Asians, is the best rom-com I've seen in maybe 10 years, maybe more than that. It's as good as, if not better than the first Bridget Jones. Like it's so, so good. It's got everything we want. It's got a makeover montage. It's got fantastic music. There's a scene with a cover of I Can't Help Falling in Love, you know, the Elvis Presley song. There's a cover of it in the movie and it's the most swoon worthy scene. It makes you want to be in love and it makes you happy if you are in love. And there's the most swoon worthy guy. Henry Golding is his name. He's like the male lead and he's so swoony. <laughs> swoony, is that a word? Swoony like Clooney. He is. You know when George Clooney was swooniest? I'm making up that word, but he was swooniest in One Fine Day, another rom-com that I love, which was just about like them going about their day in the rain. I mean, that's really all it was about, him and Michelle Pfeiffer. Henry Golding has that Clooney swooniness to him. I mean, he's so charming. And then Constance Wu plays the female lead and she is so great. So what else? I also just want to do a little quick shout out to Aretha Franklin. I'm, I'm praying for her and her family and friends. And I love Aretha so much. She's the queen of soul. She's given us so many great hits. She's given us respect. Chain of Fools. One of my favorites is a song called Until You Say You Love Me, which was off her 80s album, Who's Zoomin' Who? <laughs> which, I mean, come on, what an iconic uh, album title. <laughs> that that album also has her duet with Annie Lennox. Sisters are doing it for themselves, which of course was played in the First Wives Club, and that duet is so fantastic. But I love a song called Until You Say You Love Me, which is sort of like a faster ballad. But Aretha's given us so much, and I will never forget 1998, Divas Live 1998 on VH1. That was the moment, like honestly, it took me years after Divas Live 1998 to finally have sex with a man, but I knew, (laughs) I knew at 13 years old in 1998 that I was a big gay when I saw Divas Live 1998 and that lineup, I was so enamored with this concert special. I remember getting so excited to watch with my mom. And it was Mariah, it was Shania Twain, it was Celine Dion, it was Gloria Estefan, it was, of course, Queen Aretha Franklin, and then featuring Carole King. And there's a moment, there's a specific moment in this special that I, it was the moment I became gay. It was like the moment I knew that I was a big gay. (laughs) It was in the climax of this concert special, they were doing Natural Woman, it was all of our divas on stage, and Mariah has famously said, when you're doing an Aretha Franklin song, like, you do not... Outsing Aretha. It's like you just sort of sit back 
and you, you do your job. So all the other girls were kind of doing their little parts and they were being very respectful of Aretha and they were not trying to outshine her. But then there's a moment, and I love, I live for Celine Dion, but there's a moment when Celine Dion tries to do a run and you could see in Aretha's face, like Aretha's like, what are you doing, girl? And then Celine just keeps on going and Celine sounds fantastic, but you don't do that to Aretha, the queen of soul. And so <laughs> there's this moment where Aretha looks at her and they sort of have like a sing-off with each other at the climax of this concert special when they're singing Natural Woman. And meanwhile, Gloria, Shania, Carol, and Mariah, they're all watching on. And you could tell Mariah's thinking, like, girl, Celine, what are you doing? (laughs) Celine, what the fuck are you doing? Like, stand down. Stand down. But we were watching, and I remember watching at home and thinking, wow, I'm gay. Like, I was too into that moment. You know what I mean? (laughs) That moment was bringing me too much joy for me to be straight. There might as well have been a dick in my mouth. (laughs) I was like, nope, you're a big gay. God was touching me at that moment and being like, hey, (laughs) newsflash. Surprise, you're a big gay. (laughs) I love that so much. And I also remember this very specific moment from that concert special, which is uh, totally neither here nor there, but Jennifer Aniston, she was coming out to introduce one of the girls. And do you remember at the time and friends, like they were doing that sort of pokey nipple thing. So Jennifer Aniston was wearing like a sweater, but she wasn't wearing a bra. And they used to do that on friends a lot where it's like, they just weren't wearing bras. And I remember at 13 years old being like, Jen, put on a bra. Like, what do you do? put on a bra, Jen? It was like I wasn't attracted to it. I was like screaming through the TV to like put on a bra. <laughs> they were that was like a style back then, so I get it. And I love Jenny Ann. I do love my Jennifer Aniston. Team Jen all the way. <laughs> I had a Team Jen T-shirt, so I, I promise I'm Team Aniston. But I do remember that moment. And it's like, of course I was big gay. And they never came close to Divas Live 1998. They tried it again in 1999, and that's the closest they ever got to 98. The 1999 Divas Live lineup was close. I want to give it that. It was Cher, it was Tina Turner, it was Elton John, it was Whitney, Mary J. Blige. I mean, that lineup in 1999 was fantastic, iconic, amazing. But 98, it was the first time we were seeing this. That lineup, I mean, maybe they could have added Whitney and Cher and it would have been even better, but then all of our heads would have exploded. Like we wouldn't have survived that. (laughs) That would have been the rapture. (laughs) If, If Whitney and Cher were in Divas Live 1998, that would have been the rapture. We would have all exploded. The end of the world would have happened. So, you know, I'm glad they waited for 1999, but they were never able to recreate that magic. And actually, if you go to everythingiconic.com, we have, there's like a, some, a merch store. So there's a little link at the top to say shop and you can go and I, we have these t-shirts that I had uh, Matt designed. So you can buy them and it says Shania, Celine, Mariah, Aretha, Gloria featuring Carol. And they're so cute. <laughs> like, like I'm not, I just so you guys know, like it's not, I'm not making the items. It comes from society six. You just upload your designs, but I bought, I bought everything. I have like a tank top that says that I have a mug. I have all of it. <laughs> so, so anyway, you could go there if anyone else is interested, but divas live 1998 changed me and it, it made me into the big gay that I am today. And I'm so grateful for Aretha because she was really, she was the star of that show. And Aretha's the star of every show. She's given us so many gifts, so many moments that we all use on the internet. But we also can't forget about her contribution to music. I'm praying for Aretha and I just love her so much. She's given us everything, you guys. And go download Who's Zoom and Who. (laughs) It's a good one. Okay, I know you guys want to hear about Housewives, and we're going to break down Roni in detail. We're going to talk a little Potomac, a tiny little Orange County. Before we get to all that Housewives stuff, there's a show on A&E that I cannot rave about enough. It's called Born This Way. It's on A&E Wednesday nights. The new season just started this week. The show is so compelling. It's about a group of young adults in their 20s and 30s living with Down syndrome. Oh, it's just so, so good. I love it so, so much. And I got a chance to talk to Rachel, one of the main cast members, and her mom, Lori, over the phone. So I'm going to play just like a little portion of our interview here on the episode. If you want to hear the full, unedited, eight-minute conversation, head on over to everythingiconic.com, or we'll post a link in the Everything Iconic Facebook group. It's so, so good. It's not like that time I told you to watch Southern Charm Savannah. (laughs) Like, this show is legit one of my favorites on TV. Please uh, enjoy my a little portion of my phone interview with Rachel and her mom Lori from A&E's Born This Way Wednesday nights on A&E. Please watch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hi, is this Lori? This is. Hi, this is Danny. How are you? Hi, Danny. How are you? I'm great. Uh, and Rachel's there too, right? Hi, Hi Rachel. Danny. 
right here. Hi, it's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Same here. I love the show so, so much. Um, Thank you. How do you like making the show, Rachel? Have you enjoyed making it? I love making the show. I love it a lot. Yeah, were you nervous to do it? Um, I was nervous at first, but now I'm used to it. Yeah, and how about you, Lori? Were you nervous about uh, signing on? Oh, yes. I was very, very nervous. I was nervous about opening up my whole family to the world. It was a big decision. We wanted to make awareness of Down syndrome, and that really overcame any other feelings we had. And what's the response been like as it's been airing? It's been a great response. We've just gotten so many people who feel inspired. We find so many people that have given them hope. I'd say especially a lot of young moms. Mm-hmm. When I've gone to conventions, there's been young moms who are actually pregnant and know they're going to have a child with Down syndrome and how they have told me that they have actually kept their baby after watching our oh. show. So having things like that done, Danny, makes it all worth it. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Rachel, what kind of TV shows do you watch besides your show? Mm-hmm. Um, what I watch, I watch um, Dancing with Stoes. <gasps> yes. America's Got Talent and American Idol. Oh, American Idol. <laughs> yes. All music related, as you notice. Sure. Uh, Rachel, and dancing. Do you like the judges on American Idol? Do you like Luke and Katie? Katie Perry's my favorite. Yeah. And my favorite judge on uh, America's Got Talent is Mel B. Oh, yeah. Mel B's great. What's your favorite yeah. Katy Perry song? Ooh, Firework. That's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. What other kind of music do you listen to, Rach? Well, I listen to, I listen to Adam Lambert. It's my favorite. Mm, right. I remember that from the show. Yes. yes. What's your favorite Adam Lambert song? Ooh, my favorite Adam Lambert song is um, Ghost Town. Oh, Ghost Town is so good. You know, I also really love that song, Underneath. Do you know that one? Yes, yes I do. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yes. It is. Beautiful. We talk a lot about Mariah Carey on the show. Do you have a favorite song of hers? Um, Fantasy. Oh, it's such a good one. It is. Now, Lori, I'm kind of curious. What do you hope people take away from the show? I want people to just be aware of Down syndrome. I want people to be aware of anybody with a disability, that they should be included just like anybody else because it proves that when they are included, it helps them lead productive lives just like anybody else does. And Rachel, when you go and give speeches, what are the kinds of things that you tell people? I inspire them. And what I also tell them is um, you always say I'm about following your dreams. That's right. That's yeah. something you always like, say. Like when you follow your hopes and dreams. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to tell people about the show to maybe get them interested to watch it? I'd like to tell people that... Not, you don't even have to have a disability to enjoy this show. Mm-hmm. You can enjoy this show. I've had, believe it or not, people who have come over to me and say, who are teenagers who say they watch the show and they relate to the show because they're bullied mm-hmm. or because they're teased all the time. And they just really relate to somebody being different. Yeah. And that's what I hope people realize. I've had so many people that just flip to the channel and see it. And like I said, they didn't even have disabilities, but they were just so inspired by it and Mm -hmm. learned so much about Down syndrome. Yeah, I think it's got everything we love from all sorts of other reality shows, but then your show also has this enormous heart in it, and I just think it's so beautiful to watch. And it's really unstructured. That's Mm -hmm. the big thing, too. I appreciate you both taking the time. This was such a thrill for me. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, you guys, we have so much housewife stuff to get to. I'm here with friend of the show and friend of mine, Adam Salandra. Hi, everyone. And also friend of the show and producer of the show and friend of mine, Whitney. Oh, hi. Hi, Whitney. Uh, we, oh, she just found out. We are gonna, <laughs> it was Dallas premiere night. Oh it was God. a Roni finale night. We have lots oh. to get through. We're going to hop into Roni. Before we do, we have to talk. Uh, there's a few housewife news stories that yes. we have to get to. First of all, uh, de- we lost Dennis. It was sad. Like, I feel bad yeah, for Bethany. No, yeah. I truly oh, do. I yeah. got nervous for Bethany instantly. Because at times, she seems like she's hanging on by a thread. And obviously, I mean, mm. this is tragic for anyone anytime. But, like, yeah. Yeah. And TMZ actually uh, 
printed the funeral photos and it was showed Bethany mm. crying and it was just so heartbreaking. Mm. And I feel like Bethany's been through so much. Like I don't, like you said, she's sometimes seems like she's hanging on by a thread sure. and I don't know that it, it's just a lot for one person to go through. And I just, I feel uh, horror and we've been tough on Bethany on the show, yeah. and particularly Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> don't <But> care. <laughs> my heart, my heart goes out to her so bad. No, you know? like, yeah. I, I have I a question terrible. and I'm actually not trying to be cynical, but do you think she had someone, uh, filming this for little clips for the show later because that's what she oh, does uh, even in times cameras? of tragedy yeah I don't know I mean just uh, on an iPhone not like a oh, not the Bravo her cameras. iPhone style that's a terrible thing to ask and I think you're 100% right thank you <laughs> <laughs> I mean it is a fair question yes, at this point. we yes, will see it next season I, this is terrible I mean opioid addiction is like horrible and yeah. it's everywhere and it's just like a reminder but also he has like kids and I know, you know he had kids it, in the, it's mm. just so sad oh, it's definitely it, it, it really like hit me in a, in a harder way than I I don't know. It just, I, I read the news story and I was like, oh man, it like, I felt sad. Yeah. Genuinely sad. Definitely. Yeah. So let's, we'll lighten it up a little bit. There's also news, there's reports today that Carol. Uh, wants to join the View, which it's obviously a rumor. Okay, you guys, I just everybody's been sending me that because they know I'm a View expert. I was gonna say this is not lightening up for you. That's this is like heavy yes. stuff for you to deal with. I'm like I know that this will not happen. And of course, it was reported by like Daily Mail and Radar Online and stuff. But I watch the View every single day, and I I do love Carol, and I think she's smart enough for the show. Uh-huh. But she's not a fast enough talker. That's like a that good point. panel has to be very quick, and Carol's very careful with her words. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't even if they even tested her. I don't think it would work out. Yeah, I don't think she'd be a very good personality match. Yeah. And I would love to see her on something like that, like doing something like that. But the fact is, she wouldn't get a word in edgewise because Joy would be waiting for her to talk and Joy would not be having it. She'd be like, spit it out. What if there was a Housewives version of The View where just Housewives from each franchise debated the topics of Um, the day? And I'm wet. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is something. That is a show we need. Even though I always say we don't need another ladies roundtable talk show, we've got the real, we've got that would be Bravo. So good, Bravo! If you're listening, we, you heard it here. Bravo it said, "Maybe we could pitch that to Bravo." Oh my Bravo! God. <laughs> Some of the Bravo people listen. Um, also, we saw the reunion preview. Whitney, Adam, you didn't watch the reunion preview. I didn't see it. No. Uh, what did you think, Whitney? Yeah, it, it looked, looks intense. It looked intense. I, I have questions. Why does Ramona have a bruise? How does she get? Well, she's on the phone with Mario. Too. She's on the phone with Mario. Then, like, she asks to switch couches, and she has that whole power to just switch all the couches sure. around. Well, she does, and she was also I mean, in the yeah. lowest spot, wasn't she? I mean, she that's was. She was on which the end. was, of course, famously because Lou didn't show up at the reunion, yeah. so they had to make the couches oh, equal. Yeah, yeah. So Ramona. Even though she was feuding with Bethany throughout the season, they had to put someone on that other couch. Mm-hmm. I think it should have been Tinsley, but mm-hmm. maybe they know something we don't. But she's, who would have been on the bottom? Lu- certainly Luann would not have. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, when it's an all-star Aren't cast, what can you do? I'm endlessly fascinated Cuts. endlessly fascinated by those couch dynamics. Always. Oh, yeah. Always. Because yeah. we know what it means, and you know they know what it means. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Carol even asked to have Tinsley on her couch, because, like, oh. you know, it's a little Bethany v. Carol. Sure. So it's like, I need my girls next to me. You know, I didn't like in the preview when Carol said, like, I got your backs. Like, the way she said it just kind of... Oh, that know was know weird I mean? when they it were taking weird. that photo. Yeah. It did feel like, and we've heard this in the Daily Mail, you know, source <laughs> of record, true. paper of record, but that like it seems like a lot of the cast members back Carol in a way of like you know she's yeah. easier maybe to work with and whatever of maybe course. she's not as good of TV but like you know that they maybe right. have more of a real friendship with her. So I did find that interesting that they were all like taking a photo with her and Bethany was not involved and you know it was a little sad to see and also now Carol's not going to be back. So I know I'm excited for this reunion though. Yeah, oh, of but course. before the reunion we got to get to this episode. Yes. It was all about Countess and Friends. Hashtag Countess and Friends. I mean, thank God you were on the front lines in the LA show. (laughs) I did go. And we've been building up to this all season. We opened the show with Lou at her sound check for Hashtag Countess and Friends. And of course, last week, her musical director, I think it was her musical director, said, I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) And that was just a casual off the cuff remark after watching the rehearsal. (laughs) Didn't even know he was being filmed at that point. (laughs) So that I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> Imagine your director saying that. It's just so funny. Oh my God. And you know, it, it's true. <laughs> no, I, I'm gonna, I just want to say, like, I am a little bit offended by 
lose lackadaisical <laughs> attitude about this. Like, I know that she's on camera constantly saying, like, let's rehearse and stuff, but then everything she's doing is contradicting that. Sure. It's like yeah. her rehearsal time, her ability to learn lines. Like, at that rehearsal, it was the day of the show, and she's like, he was like, oh, you better learn your lines. Yeah. And then she went and got a mammogram. <laughs> I, I just want to important, the, but yeah, I want to be the woman here. When you have a gyno appointment, you got to keep that shit. Yeah. You got to book that a year in advance. So she probably had that mammogram booked a long time True. ago. That's just my guess. I have not had a mammogram, but you know, she's got to get it done. <laughs> I just feel How like she should have multitasker. She yeah. should have at the very least learned her lines by then. Yes. Like we've been in theater shows before. Adam, we <laughs> sure have. And I didn't have a podium in front of me with my lines, but I wish I did. I wish I did. <laughs> she literally had to have the lines in front of her. Yeah. But just and for with the lines being her own life story. <laughs> yeah. Just for the amount of money that I paid for that show. I just oh, feel yeah. like I would have liked wow. the performer to <laughs> Not know about their me. lines. But yeah. you know what? You got to go. John didn't. So if you think of it oh that my way, and I know you're it, lucky. it was True. interesting to watch it on the show because we did see it. I went with Danny, and it was identical, like on every right. level. And I was like, oh, so except they, for the friends, <laughs> right? The friends were different. Sorry, but like the whole setup and what the friends were kind of adding to the show was exactly the same. So I was shocked that. Then by the time it got to LA, they didn't plus it at all. They no, didn't right. change it at all. They were like, it nope, that was perfect. It wasn't being <laughs> workshopped. Yeah, it, it was wasn't not, workshopped. No. It was not refined. And I was like, hmm, even less effort put in. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, in like a Broadway show, you know, premieres in London and they practice there for a while. Yeah. It's like, that was not happening. And blue. yet, no. I know you blacked out, but I assume it was one of the best nights of your life. So, yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, was, yeah. She, I mean, she knows she didn't need to practice. Yeah, totally. Like, uh, again, I loved the show. I just thought watching all the stuff on. <laughs> On the season, I'm like, could you have maybe put a little more effort in? (laughs) Even like he was telling her, you better learn the friends' names. Like the director was telling her, you better go home and learn all their names. And it was like, wait, what? It actually did genuinely surprise me when she said the names properly for some reason. I I did think that. (laughs) I know, I know. And and then also they were worried about Sonia showing her titties the whole time. Like, and that was like. Uh, and indeed, her dress came off. So I know. Lou even said, like, I told her to keep her titties away from my mom. And I, oh, my <laughs> God. And when did titties enter the housewife's lexicon? I'm like, wow. Don't know, but Lou's never been very vulgar this entire season. Which I love. I, I love, love a vulgar lady. I do, too. Um, but I do think Sonia's a, Son, Sonia is a bit of a stunt queen this season. Like, sure. she's like, I'm in a great place, but I'm going to go up there and take my dress off. Yeah. Like, it was clearly very <laughs> intentional. And But also, maybe she was like, this way we'll get some Daily Mail likes. Like, right. I don't well, she's she's, she's a businesswoman first and foremost. She is. I, she knows. We should have kept a tally of how many conversations there were amongst cast members, including Lou and Sonia, about Sonia not showing her vagina on stage. <laughs> <laughs> there was a million conversations. Yeah, I know. Oh, so man. then we cut to Rona and Sonia getting their pedicure again, talking about you know Sonia getting naked on stage, <laughs> and Sonia said, "I know I can wing this. I do sing song skits off the top of my head." <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> and didn't she also say, "Like I've been performing since I was a child." She can wing it. Yeah. <laughs> she said, uh, "They expect to see my TNA. It's synonymous with Sonia." <laughs> hey, at least she knows herself. And, and yeah. Ramona's just sitting there getting her pedicure, and she's like, "You know what? You should be you." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I know she did that, I don't know, off, off, off Broadway sex tips with Sonia or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Maybe she should do some sort of burlesque. Maybe. Sonia should? Yeah. Maybe, you know, Lou did the cabaret. I thought she, she did that. for some reason. Well, she did it on one episode like forever uh, ago and it was really weird. And it was at like some sort of fundraiser or something or yeah. I don't know. It was I'm sure this inspired her. How about the end not to jump ahead, but it's yeah. her talking to some guy at the party about how she did. And yeah, she was like, yeah. when I like motorboated Bridget Everett, like that was acting. I was acting. <laughs> She's like, I was in the moment. She couldn't believe what a great job she did of pretending she couldn't breathe in breasts. <laughs> oh my God. But she needs, a, she needs some people behind her. And let's get a Sonia burlesque. I know. Neither, I'm sure she was inspired by the attention Ooh, Lou's been getting. I know. I know. I'm sure, I'm sure she was jealous about all that. Oh, attention. definitely. Um, so then we cut to Bethany getting ready. We're seeing all these women get ready. And Bethany's being very nice about Lou and the show. She certainly but, was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if, uh, again, all of it feels, a lot of it feels false to me. Like her stuff with Lou and Sonia, like maybe they are getting along. And maybe that's just me being cynical. I feel like it's all just we've seen her be so mean to Lou mm-hmm. and so mean to Sonia in the past. It's not like they've had little fights, right? Yeah. She's had brawls with with Lou where she's said the meanest oh, the things in the world. So oh, it's like just so it does, it rings false to me to see it cuz I, I just can't imagine a friendship where I would 
go that low with someone and then be able to be like, oh, I'm so excited for their cabaret show. It looks great. I actually, I disagree. I think part of Bethany's you know, frustration with Luann that always escalates to these weird matches, screaming matches, is because she thinks she's being insincere. She thinks she's putting on a false persona when the cameras are on, but she's obviously seen Lou, you know, not when they're filming, be a different person. So I think, you know, Bethany is who she is obviously like on and off screen. It seems pretty clear. So I think she's always frustrated with Luann and it seems like we've seen a little bit more of real Luann. So I could see her getting behind Luann during this transition and also Bethany is someone that clearly likes a underdog. She's also talking about Carol. She's reintroducing this Carol, which we've talked about ad nauseum. I feel like this whole season's been like Bethany versus Carol. Mm -hmm. And Bethany says as she's getting her makeup done that Carol's gotten so superficial. And it just was a funny juxtaposition because it's like you're getting her makeup done, which I know they all did. They all did. Well, sure. But that's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, and then when you see Tinsley and Dorinda, Dorinda goes over to Tinsley's, you know, hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Dorinda teaches so Tinsley weird. how to open the champagne, which I thought was very cute. It was like a cute little scene. Oh, yeah, that was really fun. Dorinda pretending it's only because she was a waitress, which <laughs> that helps, but so does, so does knocking one back every night. <laughs> you guys, I'm actually, I'm a little concerned about Dorinda. Okay. Selfishly, you- I'm concerned they're going to force her into rehab, and then there goes Dorinda. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> like, like, I want her safety first, but I want my entertainment. It's very close to, to that level, <laughs> sure. like neck and neck. That is the struggle we all have with yes. these women. Uh, shows, I, know, you know? I know. I know. We want, them, we want them a little drunk, but... But hey, Lou has not been a disappointment sober this season. That's true. Assuming she has been, so that's right. fine. Yeah. That's true. And Tinsley's wearing pants for the first time, I think, ever. <laughs> Have we ever seen Tinsley wear pants? No. She's always wearing a dress. You're right. And You're I right. also liked how she was like, oh, I felt like pants are more cabaret appropriate. I don't know where that comes from, but okay. No. I did love the other women's sparkly like, dresses. I, I feel like them. Tinsley thinks of cabaret in that Liza Minnelli scene from Sex and the City 2. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's Tinsley's only reference of like what a cabaret yeah. is. She's like, I saw Sex and the City 2 at that gay wedding when Liza so she Minnelli was going for Liza. Yeah. yeah, She was wearing pants. Oh like, my gosh, so maybe, yeah, she was being Carrie because Carrie was wearing a tuxedo then. Yeah. Well, and Liza was wearing <laughs> pants in that scene. In no, she was wearing, no, she was wearing Wasn't, a leotard. No, but I think it was pants. No, oh. she, Liza was wearing it pants. It wasn't hose? Because I thought she was bare She was wearing like a sparkly, glittery top and, and pants. pants. I swear they're Oh my God, I pants. hate that I don't even... I'll, we'll look it up. Okay. When you it's guys important. are talking about something else, I'll look it up. <laughs> <laughs> when we have a tangent of so it's, re- it's revealed that John was not invited to the cabaret and Scott was. Scott was invited the day of. Dorinda tried to get John a ticket the day of and Lou basically said like, you should have bought a ticket. You should have bought a ticket. <laughs> You should have bought a ticket is real weird. I mean, you couldn't just say, come, we'll find a chair. Yeah, I mean, I mean Luke could have gotten a ticket. Uh, She's yeah. the star. It is her show. show, in fact. Yeah. yeah, that was weird, but I love this kind of drama where sure. it's like, who didn't get the invite? Who? Right. What was the timing of the text messages? I love it. Yeah. One thing I can't believe is that I was like, yeah, I actually would have liked to see John there. I mean, yeah. John, oh, yeah. uh, there was a time when I was like, he cannot be on my screen another moment. And now we all love John. <laughs> now we love John. We all love John. What like, happened? John, I miss him. Life is wild. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> So we cut to Luann, who's doing vocal exercises, and it was so funny because she's like, ooey, ooey, ooey. <laughs> Wait, for the season finale, can we get one more water? I, don't I can't. People get mad when I do water too much, but... <laughs> <laughs> How dare they? Water! That was an excellent... I, no, but it was, I swear it was like she was great. just doing her vocal... Ooey, ooey, ooey. <laughs> Sounded like fucking Cookie Monster. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That was such a cookie monster. And I love Luann's voice. That's not a knock on it. It's just it's a smoker's voice. That's what it is. It's it's because she smokes a lot. She has a smoker's voice. Love her voice. I do too. too. It's a got a Kathleen Turner like sure. Which Mm -hmm. Kathleen Turner give the best interview to Ultra. Oh my god, it's so good. But that's neither here. (laughs) I digress. Uh, But yeah, in her testimonial, she had the smokiest of smoke voices. Yeah, I felt that too. Smokier than ever. I feel like it was just me. It was like she was just smoking off the screen. (laughs) Right. I I feel like you can really tell when she had just come off a cigarette. Yeah, you can tell. Funny. She's had some tea versus when she just was outside smoking a cigarette. Yeah, well. Thank my you favorite for scene, it to us. One of my all-time favorite scenes in Housewives history is when she was smoking a cigarette with Jules Weinstein. Oh, yeah. A classic. Can, yeah. we, can we put the clip in here? It's awful what she just did to me. I feel so bad I can't even concentrate because my dad sounds like he's uh, not even coherent. It's so hurtful what she just said to me. So then Bethany and Carol, they are on a break, and it seems like they've they've come to terms with this, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like They both sort of said, okay, we're, we're just taking a break. It's good. 
I didn't know how much I cared until I saw them talking together and I felt relief. Yeah, I, I mean, we know it doesn't last, so it's a very brief relief, but I was, right. felt nice. I had also predicted a few weeks ago on the podcast, I said they're going to make up on the final ep- by the final episode, and then I also called out the Giovanni stuff on the dress, so I just wanted you to say did. I got the... Damn, you are a crystal ball. <laughs> so just a um, bravo. So we do get a flashback of Cartagena. We see them rehearsing in Cartagena, which I loved. That scene of them the rehearsing, of the beatboxing, just, one of my just favorite. Just say they're not working when on vacation they were rehearsing is just, <laughs> that was rude. <laughs> we also see Victoria Noel in the audience. Mm-hmm. Noel looked cute. I think he's turning into a handsome man. Yeah, he's on the glow up, as the kids say. Pre-lawsuit, of course. Yeah, yeah so then Tinsley, at, they get to the cabaret show, and Tinsley tells Dorinda about Scott being invited and Dorinda starts to turn. This is like when Dorinda just, you start to see her get that look in her eye. She was glaring at Lou on that stage. Oh my God, I live for it. I just want to say the glare was highlighted by her very heavy blue eye makeup and I loved it. I was like, I'm just seeing her. It was right. It was right. And then when already the slurring started to come out and I thought, Dorin, how do you do it? How do you get to that level before the night has even begun? I know, I know. It's that bottle of champagne. She Honestly, I, I just res- mad respect for her. I want to say at, for her problem. At this, at this point, I was on Team Dorinda. At this point, sure. Okay, so when I hearing about it, I'm like, oh, I'm, I, you know what, John should have been invited. I'm on Team Dorinda. Yeah. Okay. And as the time went on and Dorinda started getting messier and messier, <laughs> then I was like, this is not the time for it. Like, to be yelling in the audience, like, Giovanni! <laughs> I was like, Dorin, like, come on. Like, maybe just... Oh, like, she should have saved all of that for the reunion, I think. Like, they, yeah. assuming they all assumed that Luann would have been at the reunion. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you know, maybe Dorinda knew that Luann wouldn't make it. <laughs> so she had to, maybe Gotta get Dorinda, it You know, now. Dorinda knew her best, so maybe she... Yeah. I yeah. don't think, catchphrases aside... Yeah. Dorinda's spending too much time being like, I'm going to say this for the cameras. I don't think she can control it. You're right. You're right. (laughs) I think it was spilling out of her. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, a lot of it seemed, I was like, Dorinda, save this. It seemed like the wrong time to be yelling Giovanni at the stage. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, a one yell maybe, but just just going and going. Wow. There was something happening at this cabaret performance that thrilled me to no end. And I've never, I, I think we need to talk about it. It was Ramona was never, that joyous as she was is when she was watching Lou's Truly. performance. Like, yeah. Ramona was having the best fucking time. The, I, the last time I saw her that happy was at Sonia's fashion show. Do you remember when? Oh yeah, she like was Ramona. So Ramona supports she's other so women. She supports she other, support women. other women. Like, she's never been happier on the show no. than when she was watching Lou sing "Chic Say Love She just seems like in such a great place. We've said this before. Right. She looks sensational. Again, she is still Benjamin buttoning backwards. Like, I don't understand. And I love her haircut. And she, yeah, she's. Just like, but do you see where being in a good place gets you? The last spot on the couch. There you go. We can't Adam. have it. Ooh, we can't Adam. have it. There you go. Oh, yeah. I know. I I think Dorinda or I think Ramona did a great job this season, oh, but same. maybe next season she needs to step it up and have a little more in the mix. She was as entertaining as ever without any drama, but she can be entertaining literally just sitting Absolutely. there. Like I would watch a spinoff of Ramona just about her day. Right. I, I would love that we. Maybe, I mean, this cast is flawless, so I wouldn't want to change. But if we could add someone that's literally like Ramona that is just fascinating to watch because she's a character mm-hmm. and not necessarily because she's like super messy. Sure, exactly. Know? We've got the mask covered. Yeah, so, we've got the mask covered. <laughs> they're all sitting there at the table and they're talking about this John Scott drama. They uh, allege that it's because Scott can fly Luann <laughs> places because he's apparently that rich. He's the coupon king, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Also, Ram- Ramona, she was shouting across the table to try to fill Sonia in. And she's like, Sonia, news alert. <laughs> so news alert across the table at the camera. Oh, my God. About its star. So Dorinda's just watching. She's so pissed. She's shouting about the dresses. And then also, did you guys find it weird that we're seeing the performance and Luann's making a lot of rehab jokes, a lot of jail jokes. Sure. And knowing what we know now that she went back to rehab, it feels icky to me. Uh, to me, I was like, man, Luann gets it. She literally knew every joke. It's like she knew what we would all be talking about, and we were, and she hit those. Whether Did someone write those for her? Is she that aware, self-aware? Yeah. Couldn't be. No, no somebody wrote somebody it. Yeah. Okay, wrote just making sure. Yeah. Just making sure. I gave her a little too much credit when I watched. <laughs> Could have used a few more passes in the Oh, like a, a few punch-ups, to be <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. A few punch-ups but in the writer's room. Just the great. fact that she was acknowledging those things, I was like, all right, but... 
All right, it was someone else. Yeah, I think in the context of the cabaret, like those jokes work. But then when she makes these weird jokes, like in her testimonials, it's like, are you handling this well? Like, are are you making too much light of this? It's a little icky. But we did raise her up after the news as uh, our latest queen. (laughs) So you can't help. You can't. You can't. (laughs) They're so right, Adam. You can't yell at her for taking it all in and making it. A cash cow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in her testimonial, she was saying, I've got the biggest stars, and then they cut to Rachel Dratch. And I, <laughs> I love Rachel well, I was Dratch. Gonna say, who oh, we love? You no, know, I love, she's a, a queen. That's uh, right. Truly, her. truly. But it was just uh, it's so shady of the Bravo editors. It was like they know what they were doing. They had cut right from Luann saying, I've got the biggest stars in my show. And then it was like uh, a <laughs> subtitle, Rachel Dratch. <laughs> it would have been shadier, though, if they cut to like that Broadway star that I didn't know. Maybe right. Sure, they were all Broadway. They were like, who, were, who were your <laughs> the guests? Guy. Cheyenne Jackson. We had the people's couch guys okay. Cheyenne Jackson and uh Shauna Bean <laughs> Amy Phillips yeah yeah right. which was great I love yeah. it I mean I love yeah. I mean I heard them, they dare I say stole the show they did. I mean, I mean so they, they were really, talent they yeah. put on the show it's like the, yeah. the yeah. friends are the stars yeah. of the show wait yeah. I love when Sonia was like I know I'm just friends and Countess and friends it's like <laughs> well yeah so are the actual celebrities that came but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so that's not oh my god her talking about it at the after party was killing <laughs> my me. favorite uh, also Bridget Everett was there did you guys see Patty Cakes oh, oh I yeah. wanted to oh my god it's so good if you've never seen it please go watch it okay. Adam go yeah. watch it I'm she's on my fantastic way. in it and very different yeah and she sings a little song about titties on Amy Schumer oh that I've seen and loved in this uh, scene um, on the show in the cabaret she put her titties in Sonia's face and we talked and about Sonia that. acted yeah. like she couldn't breathe but it was acting <laughs> it was acting <laughs> <laughs> Emmy Okay, so the show ends, and Dorinda's still so pissed, and Bethany's sort of stirring the pot. She tells Luann what happened. She says, "Yeah, uh, you know, Dorinda's pissed about John not getting a ticket to the show. And then Bethany and Sonia are talking, and Bethany and Sonia say that she needs to go away like Luann. This was like, I, I think this was a big comment to say. I saw yeah. Bethany have a moment being like, okay, we just said that. Like, she knew totally. what it meant. Yeah, she took that. a minute to say, oh, should I agree with... Because Sonia said it. Yeah. Well, Sonia didn't think first, of course, but, right. but Bethany <laughs> right. was you like, see having her. a moment. Uh-huh. But even Dorinda said it last week or two, you know, when she said, like, Lou, let's just go away for 20 Yeah, minutes. yeah. You're right. You're right. She doesn't yeah. mean it, though. I don't know. There's a lot going on there. It, it's gotten dark for me with Dorinda. Yeah. It does feel weird that they talk about rehab kind of like a spa. <laughs> where uh, they were like, do. Dorinda will like it. I think she would like <laughs> Like wow, you guys, I have an apology to make. <laughs> Dorinda's calling in you. Liza Minnelli was not wearing pants yeah. in Sex and the City too. <laughs> I love that you literally... <laughs> she was not, but she was... Like, okay, I have a moment. Was she but in my, defense, in, t- in my defense, she was wearing tall black boots. Okay. So, look... I'm embarrassed. You know what? Take away my gay card. I'm embarrassed. You know what? I'm sure Tinsley was still inspired by the scene. And that's yeah, it. Yeah. So she was more the Carrie. You know, <laughs> she so definitely sees herself as Carrie. Uh, one of the things that happened after this show was that Bethany and Carol seemed good. They had a nice conversation. And I, I was it. so happy. I felt like, oh my God, finally, we're getting this relief. Yeah. Unfortunately, well, that's we know what happened yeah. after. Yeah. Yes. But um, it was nice to see them connect felt on good. a friendship yeah, way. Exactly. Yep. Like just having real girl talk. And then also one of the funniest scenes happened around this time was when uh, Ramona jumped on in. Oh, oh my God. My and God. she gave us the wows heard around the world. The wow, 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 Bethany. wow, Bethany. Wow, 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 Bethany. And that's when you're like, she still got it. The she old gal still got it. She <laughs> right it was, into the camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was old school Ramona. I loved it. And she's like tilting her head back and forth and blinking her eyes. Wow, like, wow, wow. <laughs> wow. No, no wait. No, you don't support other women. Wow. Was, this wow. was the season because it felt so long and it's such a blessing where she was on the street corner with the yes, very cinematic yeah. cinematography. Yes. Saying that same line, yeah. Bethany doesn't support other women. And I could hear her say that anytime. Like, that yeah, left my spin spirits. Off. Bethany yeah. doesn't support women starring Ramona. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Bethany. Wow, wow. <laughs> For those who Seizing. can't see him, yes. Danny is doing a full body. See, his hat flew off, literally. Wow, wow, Bethany. And wow. his eyes bugging out. It's actually spot on. Also, T. Yeah. Kyle, who makes all those great reality house, or the housewives yes. gifts, he was in the scene. He's just like sipping. Ramona storms <laughs> off, and you could just see him sipping. Was he really? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. But yeah, it's like, wow, Bethany. Wow. Oh, I loved it. I, that scene her. was perfect to me. Oh, perfect. And Beth- yeah. the other perfect thing in that scene was Bethany doing what she does best with Ramona, which is just like not engaging. Oh my god! It like yeah. makes it. It's like the perfect dynamic. It like is. They really yeah. do have the perfect dynamic of fighting because yeah. like Bethany just doesn't give a shit, and yeah. Ramona's like mm-hmm. wants to engage her, and it just makes Ramona more and more enraged. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh it's it actually. Yeah. I could cry. It's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ramona goes up to Lou, and she's just like, "You did a great job," and she's like overly complimentary to Lou. Like, yeah, she's yeah. like that was the best show, and like, <laughs> and Lou's like, "Thank you." She's like, "No, no, no." For, 
I just can't get over it. And she really couldn't, <laughs> yeah, but you, was, I felt yeah. like she was genuinely she just loving it. Genuinely had a great time. It, it was like theater opened up to Ramona that night <laughs> for the very first time, and I loved it. Oh, it was beautiful. I will say, I felt when I walked away from the cabaret a similar feeling because, like, you're just like, wow, look. I mean, she didn't do drunk. much, but she yeah, yeah, yeah drunk, yeah, too. drunk as hell. But she's like, oh, she looks so. Lou looked so 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 gorgeous. Yeah, in yeah. The outfits were fun. The yeah. music was fun. There was just like constant energy that it was like sort of it got my blood going, right. pumping. Right. And Dorinda's more and more wasted. She keeps getting more drinks. And she went up to Lou and it was rude and it was not cute. And this is where I really turned and it was like, I'm on Team Lou for this one. Oh. Because I just thought Dorinda was too aggressive at this point, I thought. Well, she was trying to not be, she was going to leave. But then she came back. Bethany uh, infiltrated, which, you know, we're grateful for. Yeah. Made, sure it, made sure it happened. The Bethany scene went knows down. how to produce this show. Yeah, yeah. She knows how to keep it moving. And, and do it in front of the camera without it even looking fake or forced, in my yeah. opinion. I'm sure yeah. some people think it's forced, but I think it's great. Did you guys catch a little moment where Lou sat down next to her mom and she said she farted? Did you catch Catch it. Yes. <laughs> I it's paused like, it and ran to tell my boyfriend. I was like, uh, you know how we just saw her shit the bed? It's like... <laughs> It's well, getting, now she's farting in the it's, finale. It's getting a parody at this point. It's like literally like she's trolling us at this point. Literally. Like she's just farting on camera and commenting on it. Like we wouldn't have known. Like what is this show? Like, Oh, I it's a blessing. That. How we wait a year. So I want to uh, quickly, we have to talk about Dallas and a little Potomac and Orange County, Ugh. but who do you guys think came out of the season the best? I don't want to say the worst. Like who do you think, uh, uh, the whole season's gone by, who do you think came I mean, out of it looking the best? Honestly, like looking the best, up. Ramona. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. But probably the biggest uh, star, uh, Luann. Right. Obviously, it was about her. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree mm-hmm. with that. And I love the Bethany and Carol stuff, although we've talked ad nauseum about it. I think it was so compelling for the show. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It, it, it really it, added like, like the good housewife drama because it's like real life, but it's elevated and it's on TV. Right. No, it was, I mean, this season was perfect. And we still have the reunion, so we'll talk more, like, a season wrap-up later. But this season was just so fantastic. It's season so good that switching to something like Orange County is tough. True. Because I, and I loved the ropes course at the beginning of Orange uh. County. I thought it was one of the best scenes of all time. Mm-hmm. And, like, Orange County, their trip to Andales, fantastic. Oh, so good. But something about Orange County just doesn't, feels off to me. And I don't know what it is if it's me, because I'm Well, if it's you're comparing it, it to New York, right. yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. But it feels a little stale to me, doesn't it? I. I agree. I'm over it. And Adam, you're watching Orange County for the first time. This is my first time. So I have to say all these characters are interesting to me. Yeah. However, because I know what Beverly Hills is like, I understand that eventually you need more than that. Mm. Right, right, right. And the new girls just aren't doing it for me. Like, they're not bad. Yeah. They're fine. I, I don't know. And maybe they'll... You know, maybe they'll step up and be great. I don't know. I just don't want younger women. Like when Vicky was like, you're my daughter's age. That's weird. But even the the older women like Tamara, I don't want to see the Eddie stuff. It's like, it's dark. And I also just don't, I don't know that I want to see it's, I don't know. I don't like, I don't ever like Eddie in general. Oh, you don't? I don't like Tamara or Eddie. I know that's controversial. I don't like either of them. And so seeing the, the Tamara Eddie stuff. Of course. I have a question about, from to two uh, season pros here about Vicky. Now, that's obviously a reality star, which yeah. is also a nightmare, of course. Yeah. But how do you feel about her? Because Ramona, to me, is probably my favorite housewife. Me and too. this season, as an exception, she's someone I would hate in real life. Same. Mm-hmm. Vicky, same, except... As you go on, do you, is she even fun to watch, or is she just that much of a nightmare? She can be very fun to she watch. Can be like, very excuse me, I'm not here for drama. If you want to do that, go find Wait, somebody else. Wait, you're being else. disrespectful. You're supposed to be my friend. What? Are no you? matter what, you don't talk the way to me or him ever. You're supposed to be my friend, my my friend, my soulmate, my sister. Get out that way. That means you have respect for the man I love. I would never speak that way to Eddie. Fun. She often like trips and falls and I would love that. like sure. you know it's great, but. <laughs> Two, three seasons ago were some dark, dark the Kansas Brooks times. stuff. The yeah, Kansas. you should go back and watch. Yeah. So, like, honestly, I need a break. Yeah, like, yeah, you know. But I was talking to a friend about this, and I don't think they'll ever get rid of Vicky because it's sort of like the House of Cards will fall. Sure, yeah, and because she's it's, the only she's the original that's left. Right, the entire yeah. F- I know that we had to move quickly and get the Shannon, Tamara, Vicky dynamic back, mm-hmm. but it did. It felt so fast, and it was like. If, to me, at least, I was reading it like they don't really like Vicky, but they know that they have to do this for the show. Yeah, because it was like scorch earth two seasons ago. Like it, yeah. it oh. felt like 
uh, I mean, even all of last season, Vicky needed to go. Like that's what it felt. All of last season, except for that last moment where they made up at the reunion, they hated each other like no other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, it's not bad to me. It's not the show's not bad. It's 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 enjoyable, but something about it where every week I'm like, I don't know if I really want to watch this. Yeah, which I've never been like that before. With OC, with uh, any Housewives, but it's like this is one where I'm like, well, Beverly Hills last season, but yeah, it's like I'm like, oh, I don't know. Um, but you know what I am excited to watch is Potomac. The reunion oh, is so God. good. Did you I watch love the reunion? It. Yeah. Yes. I cried. <laughs> Karen made me cry. Like I legit, I don't know that whole thing with her dad and, and yeah. I, I don't know. Her and Giselle have a very special relationship. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, it's like, it's when like she kind of- walked off stage and <laughs> cried. I cried. I just Beautiful. love, I mean, yes, that's a very sad topic, but this is why Karen is just such a good reality star. She wore that dress, the train of her dress that was just all this tool to get up and walk away. Just how dramatic, you know? And then she's got her tits like up to her <laughs> neck. Like, oh, I loved it. All of the fashions on Potomac were rough to me though. <laughs> yeah. Giselle's like, color combo was distracting to me. Sometimes I think these women, it's like they put on the ball gowns and they think they have to go, they go a little overboard with the ball yeah. gowns, right? Yeah. These women are literally like, they're wearing like these princessy ball gowns and sometimes they're great but then other times I'm like okay you went over the board yeah <laughs> yeah it was a great season you know yeah. we've been deep diving on Roni so we haven't been able to touch too yeah. much on which is the last and thing. after Roni ends just for all the listeners we're gonna probably deep dive more into Orange County and Dallas did I just do Dallas? We're going to do da- mostly Dallas. Like We're going to deep dive. The way we were doing with Roni, I think we're going to yeah, do a yeah. Dallas. But talk great. about when Bravo got... about Shaz, too. I love Shaz, but that's uh, neither here nor there. You need a third week. A third show And Married week. to Medicine starts soon. I'm oh, gonna, it's, it's too much. I'm going to pass out. I'm going to pass out. What were you saying? Uh, the when Bravo God closes a door, he literally opens a window and gives us Dallas on the same... Yeah. He's like, don't be sad, New York's over. Here comes so Dallas. Nice. Uh, and Dallas so right. was so great. So let's transition into Dallas. I was a little nervous because, again, I was saying Orange County was feeling a little stale to me so I was thinking Dallas is going to start am I not going to be into it because I loved it so much season two so and you guys did too right oh, yeah. Ob- obsessed obsessed yeah. like it was per- I thought it was perfect TV last season and I thought are they going to live up to it Miami famously gave me one of the fam- my favorite housewife seasons in season oh, two loved it. and then they came back in season three and it was kind of a flop yeah so yeah. I thought is this going to happen with Dallas fortunately I think the premiere was really good mm-hmm. I was I'm very excited about the season they give us a lot of stuff uh, and Leanne knows what's up in terms of right. creating good TV. Yeah. She's the producer over hands. there. She's the Bethany over Everyone there. Everyone needs one. Yeah. It's going to be fine in her hands. Yeah. It opened with a, a shot of a dog in a tiny hat. And right away, I was like, <laughs> it was just like a B-roll of a dog in a tiny hat. And I was like, I'm in. We're, yeah. We're back. We're back. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we learned that Brandy adopted a baby. Which happened too easily. It was like Stephanie called her. It was happened so fast, like whiplash. You always hear these stories that people struggle for years Years, and to get on a list and whatever. Like, huh? How did that happen? Brandy makes it look easy. I know. I know. (laughs) Effortless. Matt and and I always talk about you know having kids, and we always think like it's going to take years and years. And then I turn on this episode. It's like (laughs) two weeks. I had a baby. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but it was sweet to see her with the baby. It was cute. Yeah, she seems like a really good mom. and I know they wanted a baby, and she had that terrible miscarriage last year that she talked about and stuff. So I'm happy for them. And I love the relationship with her and Stephanie. Like, they're yeah. really yeah, good yeah, friends, yeah. and I like it. Even though sometimes they could be a little boringish, but I love their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut to a scene that was one of the best scenes in Housewives history. It's Leanne doing yoga. <laughs> she's doing yoga with Deandra, and she's doing a lot of self-care. Uh, <laughs> she has a yoga session with this this yogi, and she keeps talking about her amygdalum. <laughs> and then she keeps saying she needs to, uh, you know, work out her amygdala, and they keep flashing back to that scene in the doctor's office. Uh, which I, that scene, an iconic scene, to I be know. sure. Oh my god! <laughs> a closed has a there's has a, just a shot hands. of a door ever been so <laughs> titillating? <laughs> that whole scene was just fantastic, oh and they cut god. to it twice this episode. Like we, that's how you they know. know they know it's like that's their money shot. Yeah, they like know. let's put it in every episode, please. <laughs> got his dick sucked at the roundup. <laughs> I know the boys who did it. (laughs) (laughs) The editing in this yoga scene was just so flawless of them cutting back to that scene. It was just fantastic. There was also, so Deandra, I love her name too. Every time I read it in my notes, it makes me laugh. Deandra. It really is so funny. (laughs) So her and her husband, they're having an anniversary party and so they're meeting with the party planners and I'm thinking, oh, they've been married forever, right? (laughs) I'm thinking this is, they've been together forever. And then it's revealed that it's their fourth anniversary and I just said, wait a minute. Which I know we knew that, but I was like, wait a minute. In terms of a celebration. A big celebration celebration party and they're meeting with like wedding planners to do a fourth anniversary party that seems like a kiss of death yeah it was it's just a hair off of uh a vow renewal 
Yeah. And De- Deandra's a little boring to me, but I also like her. Well, obviously, I love the D. Like, you know, maybe she's one of those right. ladies that it's stronger because her mom is fantastic. Obviously, I love the D. Right. I mean, you, <laughs> and I also I love Deandra's love mom. D. <laughs> D. <laughs> a true. The, the D dynamic was great in this episode, and I feel like we're going to get a lot of it. We're yeah. going to get a lot of it. And Ugh. we just sort of scratched the surface of it. And I feel like they have... There's a lot more going on between the Deandra D stuff. Yeah. And we got, it was revealed that they're having a feud, but we don't know the details of it. Um, we also caught up with Cameron, who she's still in all pink. <laughs> oh my God. She's, she's look, still Cameron. She's looking for a distributor for her dog food line, and I mean, I, I'm a fan of her dog food line. Why? You know? I, I, I don't have a dog. It. I don't care. I don't have a dog, but I think it's a million dollar idea. <laughs> I have a dog. She does too. I don't need its poop to be <laughs> bloody ish looking. Yeah, that's usually Sorry. how you but check t- for problems. Exactly. I'll tell you what, I want it to succeed because her husband, Court, he seems like too controlling to oh, me. Oh, yeah. And I don't like that he doesn't want her to get a distributor because he wants more. He wants her in the house. Yeah. He keeps referencing like I want you more with the kids and everything. Yeah. And it's like I don't. I hate when the women, the men, sort of control them. And it was revealed that she gave up getting her master's degree because Court wanted her to raise a family and didn't want her going to school. And it was like I don't like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I don't honest, either. She's yeah. the Cameron Diaz. You know, in my best friend's wedding, when Cameron Diaz gives up schooling oh, for yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's what Cam did. <sighs> Maybe she's going to be like one of these other women from other uh, series that we've seen. Where, yeah, they break up because this is like her out in a way. Right. I mean, I was happy that she stuck up to him at least and was like, I want to do this. So that yeah. was good. Yeah. But if she's now looking for a distributor, but it ended last season with her creating it, ooh, what was going on in between? Yeah. Because <laughs> it was for sale on Amazon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can sell anything on Amazon, but still. Maybe it's a new distributor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we cut to Leanne and Rich. And Rich has an eye patch, which I told you on the show before, Whitney. And <laughs> know, you were like, he I doesn't have an eye patch. And I was like, I think he does. And uh, so Leanne explained it. And by the way, I... I think he looks sexy. Well, <laughs> like I'm very turned off by Rich's eye patch. Well, by the eye patch or him? Well, both, really. <laughs> I don't know if I was just in the mood when I was watching that. But so I, was just like, I was like, oh my God. I'm like, in the mood. I want, oh, Polly I wanted I a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Cause pirate baby, that's a that's a layered joke. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Leanne, friend of the show, hope you're listening. Danny likes your man. Holly wanted a cracker. That's gross. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so then it's revealed that Leanne and Carrie are going to meet, and they they do that famous housewife things where it's like they decide they're going to be like just okay with each other, right? Like they're not. They both sort of are at a standoff, saying, "Well, I'm not sure if I forgive you. I'm not sure if I forgive you, but we should be okay with each other." Yes. Contractually, off. I know. <laughs> it's just so uh, we're gonna have to go on vacation together. Yeah. So we're gonna need I'm, to make I'm, that seem normal. Right. I'm glad they sort of made up. And then Carrie always thinks she's so funny, which she did this last oh season. God, like yeah. every time she says a joke, and I, I wrote down like, "Oh, so gross." And then I thought, "Am I Carrie?" Because I always laugh at my own jokes. <laughs> no. I think I'm a Carrie, you guys. Wait. So how does Carrie? Th- but remember how bad Carrie and Leanne left it last season. Like, right. how do they she, make up? She called her husband gay uh, with sources, you know, like... Got his dick First sucked. of all, maybe we should hear some tapes from these men. But like you know, like they went because a little here's scorched the thing. earth. Like this is weird. I don't think Carrie Carrie knows that she's not super interesting on the show. Like she's mm. sort of bland, right? Sure. Yeah. And I think she knows. Like I have to make up with Leanne, or else my job's on the line. Like I'm gonna. She's not like one of the some of the other feuds where it's like they have a large fan base or something. I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of a good example. But like when it was maybe uh, Luann versus Dorinda, it's like they both have good fan bases. So I don't think either one of them are really concerned about going up against the other. Right. But. It's not like Carrie's got a ton of people behind her. If Leanne's the only one with sort of a little, I think, a, a big yeah. enough fan base. But at the same time, that that's also like screen time to be fighting with the show's star. True. Right? Right? Yeah. Your card's right. Well, we'll see. We're just getting started. Um, yeah. Speaking of feuds, it's also revealed that DeAndra and Brandy are having a feud, which I didn't remember from last season. Yeah. It was revealed that DeAndra said that Brandy has sleepy eyes and an Adderall problem, <laughs> which who among us doesn't? <laughs> Certainly. I wish I had more Adderall to have a problem. <laughs> How do you... I didn't remember this, and have sleepy eyes. Now that's, those counter. That's I think where the true insult lies. It's <laughs> yeah. like you have an adult problem and you still have sleepy eyes, girl. <laughs> Get it together, Adam. You're saying so much truth today. I love it. Uh, then we see Deandra with Jeremy's family. They all came to town for this anniversary party, and they're talking a little bit about more her feud with D. Again, I want more of this feud with oh my D. God, I, I need to hear more. 
Um, <laughs> I need to see it's revealed more. that Rich and Leanne, they've been engaged for a year and they have no wedding date. And uh, Leanne even says in the episode, she says, uh, she's starting to get worried about it just because everyone else is getting worried about it. She's like, I thought Rich and I were fine, but everyone else keeps bringing it up. Mm-hmm. And I hate mm-hmm. when that happens. That happens with that. I mean, friends oh, of mine. Yeah. Oh, like, yes. And Matt and I have been engaged forever. And it's like people say, and I think it's different because we're a gay couple. So people don't give us too much shit about it. But it's a weird thing. It's like you can be happy in a relationship and just not getting married. Oh, it's revealed too. Speaking of weddings, that Dee's been engaged 14 times, which it, I that would think was a record if I didn't know Danielle Staub. <laughs> true, true, true. Wait, what's Danielle too now? Uh, 20. 20? Oh, okay. Yeah, 20. Imagine even having that many boyfriends in life, let my alone shocking. in fiancés. Never, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so Dee's there. She's a star. And she's the whole time at this uh, anniversary party, she's saying, this is boring. And I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wrote in my notes, Mama D better be at the reunion and she better get a spinoff. Oh, yes. She's got amazing fashions. Maybe she could do like a fashion spinoff or something like oh, a fashion great. place. With yeah. Dee. Or I would see her uh, skincare line that I've never seen in stores. I would love to see more about <laughs> What's going on there? <laughs> also shocking at this party. So they had name cards by everyone's place. And DeAndra spelled Leanne's name wrong. And they're supposedly best friends in each other's I wedding. Know. And you would think of all people, DeAndra would know how to spell people's names correctly. Right. Truly. Yes. <laughs> she has apostrophe in the middle. It's not supposed to go there. Honestly, <laughs> one of the weirdest names I've ever heard or seen. DeAndra. DeAndra. Where yeah. does it come from? Have you ever heard of that before? Certainly not. No, but I had a barista <laughs> that used to call me Danae. Like, you know, <laughs> Like on my Starbucks, he would write Danae. Like I would say, my name's Danny, and he would write D apostrophe N A E. It makes no sense, Danae. and I'm obsessed. <laughs> yes, yeah. I love it. <laughs> you need to now go and order Danae. it under Danae. I What's agree. your name? Danae. 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 <laughs> um, also, Cam sort of looks like Nicole Kidman. She Danae. does. She's got a Nicole Kidman vibe, mm-hmm. and I like it. <laughs> um, so they tried to do a surprise wedding for Leanne and Rich at this party. Like Deandra just stood up and was like, "You two get married now," and it was shocking. <laughs> so we end with it to be continued. So that wasn't they're, they're not getting married, but we end with it to be continued, and we see in the scenes from next week that Brandy shows up at this party, even though she wasn't originally going to show up. So I'm excited for Brandy to get yeah. in that mix. Do you think she'll announce her baby to them? No, I mean I told you my uh, what I learned is that she, the other women don't know for a while. Oh, for a while. Yeah, that's what I heard. I don't know if this is true, but I heard that she doesn't tell the other women for a while. Oh. And she said in the episode, some, a throwaway line, like, I'm not ready to tell the girls yet. So Stephanie I know, But I guess I figured she was going to be you hide a baby? Yeah. Well, she got it so quick. True, <laughs> it's true. true. So everything happened. <laughs> Anything could happen after that. Anyway, that's Dallas. I'm so excited for the season. So excited. So excited. It looks good. But, um, we have to wrap this up. We went a long time. We talked for a while. We had a lot to get through. A There's lot a lot of Bravo. We didn't even hit Shaz, which I love. Shaz always <laughs> delivers, by the way. I feel like even... When the episode's not great, it's good. Um, I still food have only dabbled, but I love that ad where they're doing the Cha Cha Slide song. It <laughs> makes me laugh every time I see that commercial. So good job, Bravo. Those people know how to make good TV. <laughs> and like I said, there's always food porn in the episode. So it's like, even if it's boring, you're looking at good food. You're hungry. Mm-hmm. You're hungry. Yeah. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like, I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use, Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you, you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Yeah. Um, okay, you guys, we got to wrap this up. Adam, where can people find you on social media? Oh, at Adam Salandra, please. Yes, and Whitney's not on social media. Nope, good for you. <laughs> I'm on, I know, I'm on social media. Please only send me nice things, though. Yeah, I'm taking a mental fragile. health break. I'm it, fragile. So. I'm at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, and on Facebook, there's the Facebook group for Everything Iconic, and I'm Pellegrino Danny on Facebook. Also, please join us on Patreon and help support this podcast if you can. You also get access to all of the bonus episodes and the Real Houses of New York recaps for $4 or more per month. 
That's patreon.com slash everything iconic. So we have ads running now. I hope you guys are enjoying the ads. I'm sorry if it's the same ones running over and over again. I want to say that to you. I love you. <laughs> um, also, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes if you like it. It really helps us out. Anything else, Whitney? Did I forget anything? You're good. Okay, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. I'm sorry I'm talking too fast. You guys, wait. Let's slow down for a minute, Whitney. Slow oh, it down. Okay. <laughs> let's add a couple seconds to this podcast because I feel like I just rushed through that ending. Just add wait Just noise. add a, some, Well, I just want to talk a little slower. Just let uh, people know you still, you're here for that. I'm here for you guys. I love you. <laughs> I want to thank you all for, you know, the DMs, the tweets. It's so sweet. I just want to slow it down for a minute. Take wow. a moment today. We do this in my Barry's boot camp class. Mm. Take a minute to breathe. Breathe in. Breathe out. <sighs> breathe in one more time. Now think of something. Hold your breath. Think of something you're grateful for. Think of something you are proud of. Think of something that you feel like you did today. Breathe Every out. one of those answers was watching Housewives. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? That's, we did it. You guys, we did, we did it. it. We made it. I love you all. Take care. Love you. Bye. Bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com.